0: Welcome back to the Bruno Brief. I'm Carter Moyer, podcast producer. On this week's episode, we spoke to Stella Chen, senior staff writer, about her reporting on the repurposing of Rhode Island's buildings to address the state's housing crisis. Earlier this year, State House Speaker Joseph Shikarchi introduced a bill to make the process of repurposing buildings, a procedure known as adaptive reuse, easier. The bill, which passed the General Assembly and is set to go into effect next year aims to increase the state's stock of affordable housing by requiring developers to dedicate a certain portion of units in these repurposed buildings to low- and moderate-income housing. So, how did this story come to be?
1: So the Rhode Island State House Speaker Joseph Shikarchi passed a series of housing bills this past legislative session. There were 14 bills and 13 passed the General Assembly. So one of the bills focuses on adaptive reuse in Rhode Island, which transforms and recycles old buildings like factories or office buildings into a new building for a purpose different than what was originally imagined.
0: And when is this law planned to go into effect?
1: Shikarchi's housing package is not yet into effect. It will go into effect on January 1st, 2024, which is what is currently planned. Because the Woonsocket Middle School project started before that, it started earlier this year. These laws and the adaptive reuse bill will not apply.
0: So this is more of a case study in what adaptive reuse can look like. Who did you talk to for this story?
1: I spoke to Speaker Shikarchi, and I also spoke to the Director of Housing Works RI, Brenda Clement, and I also spoke to David Sisson, who is the Principal Architect of David Sisson Architecture and the Project Architect for the Wound Socket Middle School Redevelopment Project, which is an example of adaptive reuse in action.
0: What is so important about adaptive reuse?
1: What I found out uh, more in detail when I talked to Shakarchi and Clement is that Rhode Island is facing a housing crisis. So adaptive reuse allows for more affordable housing stock, which by increasing the housing stock, the prices stabilize. And adaptive reuse is more environmentally friendly because you're reusing old buildings.
0: You got to go into Woonsocket Middle School to see it firsthand. What can you say of that experience?
1: I will say that was probably the coolest interview I've ever done. Woonsocket Middle School was a lot larger than what I was imagining in my head. According to Sisson, Woonsocket Middle School is the largest abandoned middle school in New England. The school was abandoned in December of 2009, so there were no working lights. I had to wear a hard hat with like a little lamp on it. There was glass, broken glass on the floor, the ceiling tiles were flaking. The basement was leaking water. Floors had water damage. It was very run down, but I thought it was really cool to see what this huge school had turned into over the last 14 years and how they're going to take this building and turn it into something new.
0: Stella, thanks so much for coming in.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Now, here's a recap of other important stories from the week. At a public city council hearing on Tuesday evening, Student activists from the university criticized the two proposed voluntary payment agreements between Providence and nonprofit educational institutions, including Brown. On Thursday, the City Council's Finance Committee approved the bills, sending them to the full City Council for a vote. Undergraduate teaching assistants in Biology 200, the Foundations of Living Systems, were told earlier this month that almost half of the course's staff would be let go before being told by the course's professors that their hours would be reduced instead. In a separate instance, last spring, students hired and trained as TAs for Engineering 30, Introduction to Engineering, were informed that the course was canceled for the fall. In other news, a new coffee shop is set to open in the Chen Family Hall at the Brook Street Dormitories in mid-November. Pawtucket-based coffee supplier Hazel Origin Coffee is scheduled to begin construction this week, and, when open, the shop will serve traditional coffee drinks and a variety of food options. Lastly, starting this fall, Linguistics became its own independent program, separate from what is currently the Cognitive, Linguistic, and Psychological Science Department. Professor of Linguistics, Pauline Jacobson, said she hopes that the program's expansion will allow the department to cover sociolinguistics, syntax, morphology, and historical linguistics in greater detail. Thanks again for tuning in to the third episode of this season of The Bruno Brief. This episode was produced by me, Carter Moyer, Jacob Smullen, Finn Kirkpatrick, edited by Amanda Sun, Christine Okulo, Annabelle Kim, and Julia Gallant, and scripted by Tefek Velber. If you like what you hear, subscribe to The Bruno Brief wherever you get your podcasts
1: and leave a review. Thanks for listening.